0: And welcome back to the Yes Longevity podcast, where we give you insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. I'm Chris Borda, owner of Yes Fitness, and I need to make a little bit of technical change here. Just give me one second. There we go. Thank you. Oh, so I appreciate you taking the time to join us this afternoon. We've got a little bit of sweat. Different setup here today, so things are a little bit off. Get stuff in the way that we shouldn't have in the way. So, make some adjustments here. I apologize. Anyway, I do my mic set up right, so maybe you can hear me correctly. So, I appreciate you taking the time on this uh, super hot Tuesday afternoon. Um, I haven't been outside yet, but I am heading outside right after this podcast to go for my run, still in training for the Master Games. Hopefully, it's still going to happen on October 17th, but in the meantime, I need to get myself ready and prepared so that if it does happen, I'm at the best I could possibly be that Saturday. We don't have any housekeeping to go through right now. It's the middle of summer. We don't have a whole lot of stuff going on. We do have our Fit 40. Jumpstart program for those people who want to get started again and want to get up and moving. You know, we have been open a couple months now. Knock on wood, absolutely no cases of COVID-19 in our facility. Uh, I don't think there's very many cases or increased cases in the area. Um, There are no studies that show that gyms are unsafe. There are no studies that show that gyms promote the um, spread of COVID-19. So, Get yourselves back into the gym wherever you're at. Just follow the correct protocols. Wear your masks. Wash your hands. Sanitize before and after each exercise. And you should be all set to go get back into shape. Now's the time. And if you're looking for some help with that, our Fit 40 program It's a jumpstart program. It's 30 days. It's simple. It's 89 bucks. Get you going. Decide not to stay on board with this. has fine. You're going to have a program in your hand to be able to do somewhere else if need be. So today what we're going to talk about is... Mobility, stability, those two issues are intertwined. Sometimes they're um, used to mean each other, and it's not really true. They're two different things. Mobility and stability are two different things. And for efficient movement to occur, it requires appropriate levels of stability while simultaneously processing appropriate levels of mobility. What does that all mean? Because when we do our exercises, we'll go through our warm-up, and we do some specific mobility exercises, and we do some specific stability exercises, and sometimes people just go through the motions, and they don't really give the effort that they need to give, I think, uh, because they're not hard, They're they're not strenuous, but they are designed to help the body move correctly, help the body move better, so you can perform better, get better results, and Reduce your risk for injury. So let's go through this a little bit. Um, so let's talk about stability, okay? Because we always, we always hear about core stability. We hear about core stability. Still, I need to build my core stability. So let's put this in simple terms for you. A building, okay, I think of a building. A building is very stable. It is designed to resist movement. It's designed to resist all kinds of forces. Forces like gravity, forces like the winds we had the other day from the storm on Tuesday, Wednesday. That is what a building is designed to do, right? To resist forces. In essence, your core is designed to resist some forces, to stabilize. Um, but with respect to stability, in our bodies, we need to be able to not just resist, but we need to be able to move as well. So stability can be defined as the ability to maintain or control joint position or control a movement. That's what stability is. It's wanna be able to maintain a specific joint position, okay, or be able to control a movement. So the body can create a lot of very, very high forces. For example, when you throw a baseball, okay? If you throw a baseball, the body needs to be able to stabilize correctly to let the ball go and then be able to de- de-accelerate the forces of your arm. So there's stability going on as well as mobility at the same time. So that's how these things need to work. So... Muscles, nerves, joint structure, myofascial systems are all equally involved in these systems, okay? It's not just one thing. And it's the collection of these systems, several fist systems, that create the stability in the body. The stability the body needs to be able to move correctly. So you need to be stabilized to be able to move correctly. So mobility goes by a lot of different definitions. But one definition we like to use is to have the ability of a segment or a joint to be able to go through its processes uninhibited range of motion, okay? So that the shoulder joint can go through its full range of motion like it's supposed to do. That is mobility. So the shoulder girdle creates stability so that the shoulder joint can move through that range of motion correctly, okay? And if the shoulder joint, if the, if the scapular or the scapulothoracic um, segment does not hold the scapula correctly, you're not going to be able to move the shoulder joint correctly. So, for example, it's kind of hard to see here, but if you were to hunch over a little bit, okay, if you're hunched over and you take your arm out and you try to raise your arm up, it stops, it doesn't go all the way over your head. It'll stop at one point, so you can just try that right now. Hunch over like you hunched over, now try to raise your arm, and it's really hard to get your arm up over your head. But when you open this up, which is allows the scapula to rotate correctly, you can get your arm way up over your head. So you can see stability, and having to position in the body correctly will allow the body to move correctly. Because if you don't have good scapular mobility, and good thoracic mobility, then you probably should not press overhead. You can't press overhead because if you do, over time you will hurt yourself. It will cause pain and you're going to have some kind of shoulder, shoulder problem for sure. So we always, you know, when someone comes in our door, we check their thoracic mobility just for that particular reason. Along with some other things, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. So mobility can be affected by your fascia, your nerves, and your joints. You need to have complete uninhibited motion, okay? Range of motion to have the correct mobility. But think about this too. If you have too much stability, it's not a good thing, because you're not gonna be able to move, because the joint has to move a little bit, okay? And if you don't, if you have too much mobility, that's not a good thing. So if you have a, a, a graph like this, and this side is stability, and this side is mobility, and your body is all the way over to this segment, okay? To the extreme extreme stability, you're not gonna move well, okay? You're going to hurt yourself. And there again, if you have too much mobility, if your body is way over here, too much mobility, if your joints have too much mobility, you're again not gonna move correctly and you're going to hurt yourself. So you need to be somewhere in the middle. You need to be somewhere in the middle here where you have the correct amount of stability and the correct amount of mobility to be able to move properly, to again, ensure proper performance, better results, and lower the risk for injury. So it's like a, an efficient movement requires this harmonious relationship between these two things. So there's, there's four systems of movement in the body. So we kind of define it four ways, okay? And if I want you to think about this a little bit. If, if you think about stability, okay, as your software, okay? software in your body. In your computer, you have software, right? So in your body, that's stability. And then movement is the hardware in your computer. So you have software and hardware in your computer. and your body, you have software and hardware. Software is stability. Movement is mobility. And the hardware is the mobility. If in your computer, if you have a software problem, obviously the hardware is not going to work correctly, right? And in your computer, if your hardware is broken, the software is not going to be able to talk to it correctly and make it move correctly. So the same thing in your body. If stability is off, it's not going to allow mobility to, to occur correctly. And if your mobility is off, if your hardware is off for some reason, joint joint how the joint is put together or your muscle length, whatever it is, it's going to stop the stability from being able to to tell you the the software to move correctly. So there's, think of it that way, okay? They move together in sync. One's the software, one's the hardware, and that's how you move. So we have in our body the neural control system. That's sort of the software. That's our nerves telling us how we should move. And then we have our active system, which is our hardware, which are our muscles. So those two systems need to talk to each other, need to talk to each other correctly in, this, in the right amount for the body to move correctly okay if one of those two isn't working correctly the body's not going to move correctly all right then we have the passive system which is designed of muscles ligaments tendons joints we have very little control over that uh, your ligaments are attached where your ligaments are attached. Okay, your joint is developed the way your joint developed when you were born and grew up, and you know your tendons are the length of your tendons. So we have a little bit of a little bit maybe of, of ability over this passive system with flexibility, but in essence, we have very little control over this. And then we have the actively passive system, which is the myofascial system, which is a system that really makes everything move and function around the body. So those are kind of the systems. So to help you understand why this is so important and why we go through these drills and these exercises in our programs and why they're so important to do them correctly and try to put some effort into them. And and this is why, okay, so the body is stacked. The body is designed and um, in a certain way to allow your joints and your muscles to move correctly through movement, through stability and mobility. So if you think about your foot, okay, it starts with your foot, the bottom bottom of your body, bottom of, that, bottom of this tower of your body is your foot. Now your foot is pretty much designed to be stable. It, it can, it does have some mobility qualities to it. But from a movement standpoint, we're going to think about the foot as being very stable. Okay, because it needs to be stable when it's on the ground to be able to propel you. So the foot is stable. Then we get to the knee, the ankle joint. The ankle joint, just think about it, rotates a lot. It's mobile. So we got the foot that's stable. We got the ankle joint that's very mobile. From there, we go to the next joint with the knee. The knee pretty much goes in one plane of motion, goes in the sagittal plane of motion. It's a very stable joint. It does have movement, but it's still stable. From there, we move up to the hip, the hip joint. Think about the hip joint. It circles around, moves in all three planes of motion, Um, the transverse, the sagittal, and the frontal plane. So the three planes of motion, how the body moves. So it's a very mobile joint. Now we get to the lumbar spine. So the lumbar spine is really five segments. In those five segments, okay, is, are designed really to be very um, stable. That's why we don't like to do a lot of sit-ups. We don't like to uh, do a little twisting, a lot of turning, movement, stuff like that, because it really doesn't move that much. Yes, it moves forward and back some. There is some flexion in the lumbar spine. That uh, is true. And there's some lateral motion, okay? Not a ton In in the lumbar spine, not a ton. And there's a little bit of rotation in the lumbar spine, about a total of 13 degrees for all five vertebrae. So that's only like two degrees per vertebrae. It's not a whole lot of movement. So there's not a lot of movement that's supposed to occur in the lumbar spine, in that segment. It's not one joint. It's got this five vertebrae, right? So again, foot stable, ankles mobile, knees stable, hips mobile, lumbar spine is stable, then the thoracic spine, mid back, mid to upper back, is about 12 vertebrae that is designed to be very mobile and move through all planes of motion, okay? So when the lumbar spine is stable, that thoracic spine moves off and pivots off that through all planes of motion, forward, back, sideways, and twisting. Now from there, there's not really necessarily a joint joint. It's what we call the scapulothoracic region okay segment of the body which the scapula you know the wing bone in the back that wing bone actually moves ten different ways okay but it needs to be anchored to the body in some fashion and it's anchored through that that region that is stable to allow the shoulder joint which is very mobile to move through its full range of motion okay and then from the shoulder you think about the elbow the elbow is very much like the knee it's a hinge joint it's very stable and then you get to your wrist and it's very mobile, okay? So that's, that's, the body is stacked, alternating. Stable, mobile, stable, mobile, stable, mobile, all the way throughout. Now why, why is that so important, okay? If you have a loss of stability or mobility in a joint, okay, it leads to dysfunctional movement. Say that again, if you lose stability or mobility in a joint, it leads to dysfunctional movement. So what happens when we lose mobility, okay? What kind of dysfunction can happen? So let's just say, for example, okay, you're sitting. We sit a lot. The front of the hips, the hip flexors get really tight. The the pelvis starts to tip anteriorly or forward. And now the hip's not going to move the way it's supposed to move. Or maybe our shoes, we have little lifts in our sneakers, we have a little heel lift in our sneakers. That's going to prevent the ankle to move correctly and over time we'll have ankle dysfunction. That joint will not work correctly. Or let's say we hunch over a lot, okay? And the thoracic spine gets kinda tight and our shoulders get hooked, hooked in like that. That's not going to allow the scapular to sit correctly and allow the shoulder joint to move correctly. Those are all three just simple examples of when you have poor mobility, okay, to create the correct stability. So what happens now? We have poor mobility somewhere. So think about this. If you're baking a recipe, okay, and you run out of an ingredient, what are you going to do? You're going to borrow it from your neighbor because you don't have it. That's what happens in your body. So if you don't have the correct movement in your hip, You are going to try to compensate to be able to move the way you want to move, and that means either your knee or your lumbar spine are going to be asked to do some movement that they're not designed to move. And when you do that over and over and over again, you will have an injury, you will lose performance, you will not get results anymore. So that's why it's so important. If a joint loses its mobility, it's going to try to force the joint above it or below it which is stable, we know because the body is stacked, it's stable, it's gonna force that stability point joint or that stable joint to try to be mobile, which it's not designed to do. Same thing, for example, happens when you squat. You might not notice it, but some people will squat and their ankles or will, will cave in a little bit, okay? So the ankle joint is now caved in, not moving the way it's supposed to move. What will happen is, since the ankle joint is not moving the way it's supposed to move, foot caves in, now the knee caves in. We get some valgus and the knee caves in. Over time, the knee's gonna, the knee's gonna hurt, you're gonna have knee pain. Maybe you have foot pain, you might even have ankle pain. But that's, that's what could happen just because of that simple thing. We well, must think about quality of movement rather than quantity of movement all the time. It will help reduce your risk for injury And it will lead to better results because you're able to, number one, still work out. And number two, you'll be able to work out better because the body's moving and functioning the way it should be done. So when you go to work, you're not gonna get this stuff. First of all, you're not gonna get this kind of stuff sitting on a machine, doing leg press, knee extension, leg curl, any of that stuff is not going to fix any of this, okay? It's not going to help. It's gonna make your muscles a little bigger maybe, maybe a little bit stronger, but it's not gonna help you move better. And if you don't move correctly, like I just told you, you are going to eventually injure yourself. So when you go to work with a coach, you shouldn't just walk up to a coach and they push you through some kind of workout. If they don't know how well you move, because they're going to eventually hurt you. you say, ah, I move okay. You will be surprised how poorly people move, especially as we get older. During the 20's you're probably still moving okay, 30's you're going to start to see some things, 40's you're definitely going to see some movement dysfunction, and 50's and so forth up. Someone comes to our door, we do what's called a functional movement screen, and we take a look at all the joints to make sure that they're moving correctly, if they're supposed to be stable, if they're supposed to be mobile. It's that important, and we put that into our workouts because we want people to be able to move correctly. And if you don't move correctly, we're not gonna put you through the exercise that you think, I should be doing that. Maybe you shouldn't be doing that because you're not moving correctly. You might be able to do it. You might not be doing it correctly and over time you will injure yourself. Give you another example I use a lot when people ask me, what are we doing? Why are we doing this stuff? If you have a rock in your shoe, okay? You have a rock in your shoe and you start to walk, it's gonna hurt so you're going to change the way you walk. Okay, so now you're not walking the way you're supposed to walk. Now I put some weight in your hands, and now you're walking with a weighted walk that you're not doing correctly. What do you think is going to happen all the time? You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to have an injury. So, an assessment process is really important. Whether you use the Functional Movement Screen or whether your coach uses some other system, they should be taking a look at how your body moves and how it functions. It's that important. It's as important as the workout. It is. You can't just do corrective exercises. Obviously, you need to get some kind of workout in. So we smatter them in in our warm up. We put them into our strength portions here and there to try to make sure that if you don't have the proper mobility and stability, that we're going to create it. And if you do, we're going to continue to help you maintain it. So that's what we got for you today. Hopefully you have your eyes out. If you are working with a coach, ask him, hey, did we do any kind of assessment? Do we know whether I'm moving correctly or not? Because if I'm not moving right, if I don't have the right mobility and stability, I'm going to hurt myself. So a lot of people out there do this. Find a person that does. It's that important to your workouts, okay, for your injury prevention and your results. There you have it. I hope this helps. And... Um, I appreciate you taking the time to listen to me. Stay cool. And you look for more tips from us down here on Yes Fitness next week where we give you insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. Everybody stay safe and have a great night. Thank you.